0: Hello, I'm your host, Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets and Arla Property Mart, Scotland. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting. Investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk Joining me today for episode 79 of Let's Talk is Brian Geddes, Managing Director and Founder of RGA Building Surveying Limited. Morning, Brian.
1: Good morning, Gillian.
0: First of all, do you want to just briefly explain the role of a building surveyor as as I believe it's it's an extremely varied job?
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, a building surveyor, and particularly on my side, because I am essentially a contractor surveyor and spent most of my life being a contractor surveyor, Which is a very varied role, which involves building surveying, quantity surveying, estimating, and various other elements. We do the same role as a building surveyor, but I would say that it's more hands-on.
0: Right, okay, okay. So, I mean, you didn't initially begin your career as a building Surveyor, so do you want to tell us how your career started and, and when and why you moved over to Surveyor? Yeah,
1: well, I, at 16, decided that I would like to become a joiner. So I promptly, and that was in the days that you could actually walk into a job, I got an apprenticeship. I, During the course of that apprenticeship, you were sent to college on day release basis, Block release basis. And it was during that period where you were studying for your city and guilds that obviously you do both practical and theory. Practical I was okay at. Theory I really enjoyed. And that, I think, is what guided me more after finishing my apprenticeship. I did enjoy being a joiner, but I wanted to do more. And I went then to college to do my ONC in building. I gained a job with the City of Edinburgh Council through that and then completed a higher national certificate in building during my work period with the City of Edinburgh Council.
0: Okay. And, and that's how it began. So then what was the driving factors for setting up your own company and also what does RG Building stand for?
1: Well, firstly... RJ Building is a culmination of my son and my stepson. Mm. My son is called Ramsey, and my stepson is called James. Therefore, you have the RJ Building Surveying, which Excellent. it means they mean a lot to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the overriding factor. I'm sorry, I'm laughing.
0: Uh, <laughs> where this is going?
1: <laughs> to just begin my own company. It was sort of brought on me. Okay. As the company I'd worked for, for over 24 years, decided to close. Right. Through, I won't go into it. And when was this? That was five years ago. Five years ago. I must admit, I'd had thoughts prior to that of doing this. And I now wish I'd actually began it earlier.
0: Good, good. So, yeah,
1: I'm, en- I'm enjoying what I do. And I think it's quite helpful.
0: So what, the, what are RG Building's main areas of
1: expertise? Expertise is a word that I don't use. What I like to do, and the majority of my work is normally through lawyers or estate agents, and it's roof reports for purchasers and sellers, to give them a more hands-on of what's going on there. But I have a very varied role because having been a contractor surveyor I also still do work for contractors. I do their interim valuations, I price tenders, I work for an architect's company, I compile descriptions of work, I do cost analysis for them, a varied varied bag to say the least.
0: So, because we were talking about this earlier just when you came in, can you explain actually why it's becoming increasingly important to inspect and maintain your property, and, and particularly Edinburgh's tenements? Yeah,
1: I mean, there's actually there's another element to add in. I always look at it, Gillian, that it's inspect, repair, maintain, the three-step system. Right. You need to inspect your property. You inspect... Your property for a variety of reasons. It's your biggest investment probably in your life. It's something you want to hold value with. And now I'll make the comparison of owning a car and owning a property. Now, if we own a car, we get warnings that things are going wrong. We have dashboards with yellow lights, various things. But more so than anything else, when we purchase a car, we get a service book. Now, we normally service our car, and we have a history of service for the car, to avoid these Mm -hmm. lights coming on in the dashboard. When we buy a building, we don't. And we don't, unless you get an annual inspection on your roof, more so, quinquennials fine for your fabric, stonework, etc., unless you know there's something really wrong, we have no way of tracking how this building is performing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like an engine in a car. If a component goes wrong, there's something going to happen to the car. In a building, it's exactly the same thing.
0: A good analogy. Well, before we go into detail regarding inspections and reports, I mean, I believe many landlords will be fearful of creating more cost and work for themselves with the view of, well, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it.
1: The first question I would ask on that basis, how do they know it's not broke? Because if you don't do an inspection, you don't know if something is broken. And burying your head in the sand is certainly not the answer. To to simplify it, basically, if you own a property, whether it be in a tenemental property or on its own, you should always have your roof checked once a year. It's like having your car serviced. That's the one what will avoid you getting the nasty surprise.
0: Yeah, and then much larger costs to down the line. Or mean, something tragic you're, happening. Y- mm-hmm.
1: You're keeping control of your building when you're doing your annual maintenance and your quinquennial inspection. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, everybody has a duty of care here. And we hear horror stories all over. Mm-hmm. Downpipes falling down off buildings, stonework collapsing... You've now, as an owner of a property, really got to watch what you're doing because you will have some problem in the future if you don't maintain this building of a legal term.
0: Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. you say it is your responsibility? It is your
1: responsibility to maintain your property. Yeah. No one else.
0: Because I think since the demise of this, of statutory notices, landlords and you know owners can be concerned about arranging works when they rely on other owners contributing to the share of the cost. So you know how should a property owner go about this?
1: There's many ways they can do it. I mean they can, and I know it's a very difficult route to take. Try and do it themselves collectively. If that fails, you've got various organisations. You've got Under One Roof yeah. who will assist and give advice. Mm-hmm. You've got Novaville, mm-hmm. the shared repairs in conjunction with Novaville at the City of Edinburgh Council.
0: Yeah, and I might just point people to actually because Under One Roof... Um, contribute monthly blogs actually to our news page and we've also had Louis Delancourt from Novaville who um, has been in the podcast so actually in detail he talks about the app for just to refer listeners back to their sorry actually carry on
1: and bringing in a seasoned professional
0: yeah but we had and um, know I think you know Mill Architects um, Joe Parry um spoke from um on two podcasts, and she actually also touches on building maintenance so again actually they're just worthwhile to check on, but'll go into more detail. yeah that. So but i
1: mean that yeah, that any 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 professional will assist but pick the right professional
0: mm-hmm. well let's discuss what's all involved during one of your inspections and the reports that you produce thereafter, and how these differ from other reports such as a home
1: report sure. Normally when I get an inquiry, it's on the basis of a home report having been produced from a purchaser, seller or whatever. But the way that I construct my report is completely different to the home report. The home report is a single survey. Now the single survey is purely visual. And you'll find that I don't think the surveyor ever actually goes up on a roof. Mm -hmm. I do. Because, really, I can't tell, with the aid of binoculars or whatever, the condition of that roof. I really need to get up there and be hands-on. I need to know, is there under-slating felt there? But the one factor that I find, nine times out of ten, doing a roof report, one of the biggest problems that we encounter are chimneys. Right. Mutual chimneys, chimneys on their own in the buildings. Out of sight, out of mind. And these are the, the simple factors that really great concern, you know.
0: Why specifically chimneys?
1: Chimneys are more difficult to maintain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And especially on days like today where we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got high winds, you've got heavy rain. That won't show up all the time with a chimney. Mm-hmm. It'll show up in your slating, but a loose chimney port landing in a street. Horrific. Yeah. Well, um
0: is your report a photographic report? Yes.
1: What what sorry? What I actually produce, I go up there, I do a sketch detail of the roof, I then take various photographs, obviously take notes on defects, etc. etc. I then produce a written report which is tied to the sketch plan showing you where the elements are the defects are along with the budget cost at the end of each element to show you what this is going to cost at the end of the day and the photographs as well now that assists in two ways one if you're going to purchase the property you can see what Mm, this is probably going to cost me, if it's a tenemental property, an eighth share of whatever the cost may be, blah, blah, blah. It may also show you, mm, I may need to revise my bid, Mm -hmm. if it's horrific. But what it does give you is a record of what's going on up there, and you know that at day one.
0: So, is it a case of, of possibly being overwhelmed by maybe a list of maintenance issues that need to be dealt with in the imminent future or is it kind of well-planned future projection of phase recommendations? How, yeah. how does the report work in that sense? The
1: report works in the way that when you get the initial report, the report will highlight anything that's major and minor. So it's a case of prioritising. What? And I speak to various people after having provided the report, guiding them, saying, well, look, what you really must do, firstly, is you've got slates missing, get them back on, or you're going to get a roof leak. If I find there's a major element wrong, it may well be that that can be phased down the line. It doesn't need to cost at day one. Everything doesn't always need to be done at day one. Speak to the surveyor. He will guide you.
0: Right. Well... How often, then, should an inspection be carried out? What, what would you recommend? And are there any key questions that an owner should ask a building surveyor? An inspection... Prior to an inspection? Sure. Mm-hmm. An
1: inspection should on a roof should always be carried out annually mm-hmm. because we get high winds, we get rain, and roofs need to be maintained. Uh, the quest, the first question that normally anybody asks a surveyor is, how much? <laughs> <Can> <laughs> you imagine, know, yeah, that, that is... Yeah, You know, and and normally, why? You know, why has this happened? I've had Joe blogs up on the roof a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, the important element is if if you get an initial report, you then have a guide to lead you into the future. If you get a roof leak, you don't get a report, you bring in a roofing contractor. The roofing contractor, nine times out of ten, will go up there and repair the roof leak. But he won't look at anything else. Or if he does, from experience, again, and unfortunately it's the way that some people think, if he comes back downstairs and says, right, that's your roof leak finished. Uh, by the way, I noticed your chimney. You're always accused of looking for work. Yeah. And it's not always the case. What you're doing is you're highlighting. So that's why I would recommend that you get you know, a surveyor's report that is your guide.
0: Okay, well, um, would any of these maintenance issues be, be covered by insurance?
1: Uh, nine times out of ten, if the slates off a roof, after high winds, yes. But it depends on the level of insur- insurance you have. Right. There's very few other elements that uh, would attract insurance because if a chimney pot blows off, the first thing that the assessor's going to ask is, when was the last time the roof was maintained? Why did the chimney pot fall off? Mm-hmm. Roof maintenance will avoid these problems.
0: And you know, just earlier before the podcast, we were talking about just the the age of tenement buildings. We are seeing more and more, you know, serious issues taking place. And um, why is it? Because it's more than just age, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean. It's a lack of maintenance. It's climate change. The climate is changing dramatically. Mm-hmm. We're getting flash floods, really warm spells of weather, etc. All of these elements are detrimental to a building, unless it's maintained. I know I sound like a broken record, but it's so important.
0: And, and a well-maintained building will surely add value and be beneficial to an owner when they go to sell.
1: Absolutely. There's no two ways about it. It's not just the
0: buying processes; it's the selling. It, it's the well. selling
1: process as well, and I mean, people come to me. I want to buy this property. Go and have a look at the roof. If the roof's well maintained, the sale goes through, no problems. If it isn't, that's when the problems begin.
0: Mhm. Um, well, just finally, you know, you must have some horror stories of buildings that haven't been maintained well.
1: Very many, yes. Very many indeed. I to for
0: people to realise just what
1: really I, can actually happen. At the moment, you're... I'm dealing with a chimney down in East Lothian, which was horrific. I was asked to have a look at this through photographs in the first instance, and I really couldn't believe what I was seeing. So is this is
0: like a single chimney? It, on it's Earth a, a mutual
1: chimney between two properties, and quite a large chimney, Gillian, but the base of this chimney... There was holes everywhere, and how the chimney was still standing defies belief. I mean, as we speak at the moment, there is a scaffold around about it, and urgent action is being taken. Again, in Edinburgh, I was asked to have a look at a chimney, again in a historic part of Edinburgh, and this is a chimney in a very, very busy street, and is leaning out by about 30 degrees.
0: Gosh, whereabouts, which
1: street is it? It's in St Mary's Street. Right, right. And... We have to, as I say, we've got a duty of care. Yeah,
0: because we all know We're the story of what happened to Rainsborough tragically. Rainsborough was way.
1: tragedy and should never ever occur again. Um, but we need to be aware of our buildings. We really do. Mm-hmm. Um, to finish on a lighter note, I mean, and this is not a horror story, this is one of the most amusing stories that <laughs> I've ever heard in my career, is a fledgling working with the City of Edinburgh Council we were asked to go out and inspect properties for the issue of a statutory notice. And at that point, during my career progression, I was working with the wet and dry rot section. So we got an inquiry, and that was in the days when you got a slip of paper from the front desk yeah. at 329 High Street, and off you went <laughs> in your council van. <laughs> and honestly, it was, it was so funny. Um, it was a property in Brunsfield, and we knocked on on the door, and it, it was an old lady came to the door. We said, "Hi, we're we're here from the council." Oh, good chaps, lovely, lovely, lovely. Come in, come in. So when we went, um, it's my son's bedroom. We were like, "Okay, yeah." So when we went, we we're looking around, we, we couldn't see anything obvious, but then she had a freestanding wardrobe, and she opened the wardrobe, and my colleague and I looked at each other and were like, hmm, "I'm not sure what's going on here." Lifted out a coat hanger with a jacket on it, with mildew on the corner, looking for a statutory notice to be served. <laughs> what did you say to her? Oh, no, we were, we, were <laughs> as nice, we were as nice as we could be. We just, you know, there's nothing to worry.
0: That sounds like a more reassuring story. Thank you very much, Brian. That was really useful, and hopefully property owners will, will heed your advice. Thank you. Thank you, Gillian. I'm Gillian Sandler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe to the let's talk channel on all the usual platforms including spotify itunes and soundcloud as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts and also let your friends know where to find us let's talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting For more information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast you want to get in touch just reach out let's talk at citylets.co.uk